Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Full Out Podcast. You're listening to Sam. What is up? I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Elizabeth Bork and she and I were Rockettes together years ago and now she lives this crazy, amazing, fabulous life and she is an inspiration to me and I thought I would bring her on here because you guys are not going to believe what she has done and where she's living. Bork, you are on a boat right now in St. Thomas joining <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Hi, Sam. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. So, oh, I'm so excited that yeah, you yeah, asked me to I be can't. on the podcast. Like, I feel like our last meeting was like maybe like a year and a half ago in Hawaii, which is amazing. And just that like one lunch we had together like inspired me like until this moment. So I'm excited to like re-up my inspiration with you. <laughs> I'm so pumped. So I actually want to go back to that lunch that we had in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to, you told me a really crazy story at that lunch and it was about a relationship that you had had and kind of how it led into some crazy life choices. Would you give us just like a little background about where you were in life, what that looked like, and can you tell them the crazy story? Absolutely. So I'm going to like rewind a little bit before that. So I had kind of like ended my dance career and I was working like within the dance community, um, the dance convention. And at the time I thought like, this is my dream job. I'm going to do this like until the day I die. Long story short, like that situation didn't really work out. I like had a moment where I was like, I am working every second of every day. And although there are moments of happiness within it, like it's not lighting me up. I don't feel joy. I'm spending like more time unhappy than happy. It also coincides when I was in a romantic relationship that was super toxic and super unhealthy and like the worst situation I've probably like ever been in. So all of this coincided and I call it like my quarter life crisis. So I like broke up with my boyfriend, quit my job. I didn't have a house. I didn't have a job. And I was like, um, I'm moving to Hawaii. <laughs> so <laughs> I had absolutely no plan at all. I didn't know what I was going to do for work. I didn't know anybody there. I was moving to Maui. I had never been to Maui. I was just like, it just feel called there. And I feel like that's where I'm supposed to be. And I was, I mean, it had never had a smoother transition. It was like within a week of being there, I had a place to live, a car, a job, friends. Like I was just like, this is where I'm meant to be. This is amazing. So I had a great ride in Maui and like everything was great. I like felt at home because I hadn't really dealt with that previous bad relationship. Of course, like, you know, the lesson came back around <laughs> and I found myself in a different romantic relationship that was not a good match. And this is like one of those moments where you look back and I like to say like no regrets because it got me to where I am and like I am exactly where I'm meant to be. 
However, I knew in my gut this is not a good idea, this relationship as a whole. But there's something I like wanted out of it. And it's like embarrassing to admit, but like, so this guy I was dating was like, I'm going to go, you know, travel for six months. Like, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah. Like I had never traveled abroad before. And I was like, this just seems so great to like have someone to do it with and kind of like walk me through it. And yeah, like this is great. And so right before we like, so we had this like epic, you know, around the world six month trip planned. Right before we went, um, we met each other's family. So I took him home to meet my family. And we were only there for like two days. And my dad pulls me aside and he says, just so you know, I don't approve of him. I don't approve of this relationship. And I don't approve of you going traveling with him. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And he's like, I know you are. But like, as your father, like, I can't pretend that like, this is an okay situation. And so it's like, I knew in my gut before that my dad straight up tells me to my face, like, this isn't a good situation. (laughs) But me being like a little bit stubborn and hard headed and like needing to learn lessons for myself. I was like, you know, I'm still going on this trip. Well, dad was right. So we're one month into this, like, you know, epic around the world trip. And we've gone to like six countries so far. And it was awful. It was miserable. Like, I did not enjoy one moment of it. Not only was it just, like, a bad match in terms of, like, personalities, but we had, like, different travel styles. And then me just, like, seeing him interact with other people, like, it almost, like, made me, like, cringe because it was just so not how I like to treat people and things like that. And it was just bad. So I was like having this inner struggle though, because I'm like, I'm on the other side of the world. Like I felt so like alone and vulnerable. And he's the only person I know. Sometimes he's the only person who speaks my language. And I'm like, what am I going to do? But I like finally like just listened to my gut. And I was like, you have to end this now before like it gets any worse. So we had like flown from Egypt to Bangkok and I was like, the whole plane ride there, I'm like, you have to, like, you have to break up with it. Like, this is it. Like, he's going to try and drag it out. But, like, you have, like, this is it. You have to stop it. So, like, we're at baggage claim in the Bangkok airport. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, I, like we, we can't do this anymore. Like, and it was hard and it was awkward and it was weird. And we were both just like, okay, like, I guess we'll just, like, walk opposite ways now it was just (laughs) I'm not gonna lie it was a very uncomfortable moment in time so then I remember sitting in the baggage claim I called my aunt and I was told her what happened and she's like okay and I was like I don't know like do I come home like I'm at the airport like do I stay and she's like well you kind of just made like a a big life decision why don't you just like let that simmer for a second like go like find a hotel or a hostel just like kind of decompress and like let that sink in and so I did and just immediately I felt lighter like I don't know in other breakup situations like I've you know gone through this like whole like depression of like oh no like my life is over like 
what am I going to do? But like, just cause I knew it was the right thing. I like instantly felt lighter. Just like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so great. Like I can do whatever I want. And I can, and I just, I don't know. I just feel like the path was just like revealed to me. Like that first night at the hostel, I like started talking to this one girl and I kind of told her what happened. She was like, Whoa, like that's intense. I was like, I know. (laughs) And she's like, I know where you need to go. And I was like, she's like, where are you going next? I was like, I, I I don't know. I just came here. Like, this is as far as my plan went. She's like, okay, tomorrow you're going to get on this train. You're going to get on this bus. You're going to get on this overnight train. You're going to take this ferry. You're going to this little like yoga retreat center. And she's like, you can't book a spot. You're just going to go there. You show up. It's $11 to like stay in this little like communal room. And you're just going to like go practice yoga and do energy healing. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I want. (laughs) And I had a lot of like things I needed to work through. So I stayed there for like a week and I like did energy healing and just like wrote in my journal and just like processed like the last six months of my life. And then, I mean, I recommend if anybody's going through a breakup, like do that. <laughs> like Even if you have to buy a flight to Thailand, just go and just like sit with it and work through it. Cause I've never gotten through a breakup quicker. And then I was just like ready to go. And then like, long story short, like same kind of thing kept happening. Like I would meet this person and they're like, I'm going here. Do you want to come? I'm like, yeah. And I just met like the most wonderful people from around the world. And I ended up traveling for six months on my own, just everywhere. And it was an incredible life-changing experience. And I saw you like right after that. So I was definitely on a high of like girl power, like independent woman. I can do anything. <laughs> that is so amazing. <laughs> so amazing like I just love that you you broke up with this man in an airport and you you really had a giant choice you had this choice of do I follow the old patterns that I'm used to or do I take a risk do I do this thing that's really scary and terrifying I'm literally in a country where I look like no one here I don't speak the language here like what do I do and and that decision to me, it was like, I always say like that some of the decisions we make is our handshake with the universe. That's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to move. I'm ready to grow. And, and I feel like the universe, it seems like responded when they just put this girl in your path and she led you to that yoga retreat, which led you to the next thing. And I think what, what I hear and what I love about this is when you surrender and when you, yeah, I mean, I feel like when you surrender and you just go, okay, I'm up for whatever, I'm ready to choose something different the universe shows up for you or God shows up for you or miracles show up for you, whatever you believe in. And so now if we fast forward to where you are, this kind of, from the outside at least, it seems like it has sparked this crazy travel life that, you know, you are a professional dancer. Like you had this other life before and now you are travel queen. You are literally living on a boat in right now you're in St. Thomas, but like where, what are you doing now? Can you explain to everyone what you do? Yeah. (laughs) So when I moved to Maui, I started working on sailboats and that was like completely new to me. I mean, I grew up uh, like with a motorboat on a lake, but that's like completely different than, you know, sailing across the ocean and things like that. Um, So that became like a new passion of mine, just spending time on the water and just anything that's related to the ocean. Um, So when I moved back to Maui, 
uh, right after I saw you. Um, yeah, so a little like fun side note. As soon as I was like, girl, power, like this is, you know, I'm not dating anyone. Like I'm not even looking at boys. Like I'm just going to like do me. The day that I moved back to Maui, I move into my new house and I have a roommate and his name is Mayan. And like from the second I looked at him, I was like, oh shit, like that's the one. <laughs> I kid you not. I mean, I was like back on the island for like a day and I was like in strict like no boys allowed mode, but I was just finally so confident and so happy being alone that the universe is like okay you learned your lesson like here you go so um I met my now boyfriend man um and he is a boat captain and like very quickly after um getting together and meeting each other uh we knew that we wanted to work together and we knew this kind of like job existed so basically we live on a catamaran our catamaran right now is a 50 foot catamaran we take out eight guests at a time and we do like week-long vacations so it's like all inclusive like I'm the chef so I you know make you breakfast lunch dinner dessert and we make you cocktails and we take you scuba diving and wakeboarding and hiking and so we just like curate this like awesome week of food and adventure and sailing and you know swimming with sea turtles and it's just like the most fun ever <laughs> I mean, like any, like, you know, job, it, like, it's hard work, you know, like living with people that you don't know for a week. And it can be a lot of pressure sometimes, like knowing like, this is their one holiday, like vacation for the year, maybe like two years. And like, you're in charge <laughs> of making them have a good time. Um, but honestly, it's easy when it's like, we love what we do. We love being on the water. We love being active. And so it's easy to like transfer that joy onto other people. So it's super fun. It's a lifestyle, you know, where it's like we live and work. It's all just like kind of melded into one. But we've, yeah, it's a super fun lifestyle. And I wouldn't have it any other way. That, now, was this ever, I have so many questions right now. I'm like, which direction do I go? First, I want to know. I'll go with my first question. First, I want to know, is this something that you ever considered as a child? Were you like, one day I'm going to work and live on a boat and I want to travel the world? Or, or is this like a new thing for you? Um, I would call it new. Like as a kid, like dance was my thing. And I was like very like blinders on. I'm going to be a performer. I'm going to be a rocket. Like I wrote a speech in second grade about what you want to be when you grow up. And was like, I want to be a rocket. So like, that is what I wanted to do. Um, so like, I don't know. I remember having like a dream as a kid to like go to Australia. Like that just seems like the other end of the world, like just so far like removed. And, but it just seemed like unattainable. Like my parents did some traveling um, like in their, you know, teenage 20s and then like when they had kids like they would do like trips together and they would go abroad but like we never went with them so it was just like I just didn't know just honestly how easy it is like it just seemed like this big feat where like oh my gosh you're going someplace where you don't speak the language like how will you ever survive and then like after doing it you're like hey a lot of people speak English which is like super great for us since that's our native language 
but also it's like you can communicate in other ways and there's always a way to like make it work um yeah so I definitely didn't see any of this and as like a kid but it's been a really awesome surprise and just kind of like change of course I, I love that. And I, and I think this is so important. I mean, I know that Kat talked about it. I feel like a lot of people on the podcast have talked about it, that just because you have one path currently in life does not mean that you have, this is the only path. It, it, there might be different chapters for you where you thought you were completely fulfilled as a professional dancer. And like, look at what you would be missing out on if you just kept your eyes closed and stayed in that place, or if you stayed in that other relationship where you stayed in these spots. So I think it takes so much courage and I think it's so admirable the amount of courage that it takes to do what you've done. And then I have a question just about like the business side of this because I find it <laughs> fascinating. So <laughs> I feel like last summer it looked like you were in Croatia for the whole summer. Now you're in the Virgin Islands. How do you decide what country or what sea where you're going to be? Yeah. Well, kind of to like touching back to like when you kind of like surrender to the universe and it just kind of like puts you like where you want to go um my boyfriend Mayan and I decided that we wanted to work together and like literally a week later we had a mutual friend who was like hey like you know I did this you know similar kind of job for this company in the Mediterranean like do you want me to give you a recommendation and we're like yeah and so like we didn't even like apply for the job <laughs> I mean obviously we went through an interview process and like then they selected us but like we didn't even have to research like oh you know crude charters in the Mediterranean and like do all the legwork like it was literally just kind of like presented to us and then the same exact thing for this job now um, in the Caribbean we were in Croatia and a different mutual friend was like, hey, I have this friend, you know, who owns a company in the Caribbean. He's looking for chef captain teams. Like, do you guys want me to, you know, give him a refer you a referral? And we're like, yes, please. Like, that sounds great. <laughs> so it's just like confirmation. Like, I found in my life, like, when I'm doing the right thing, it's easy. And I'm not saying you don't have to work hard, like, you know when they hired me, they're like, well, you don't know how to cook. And I was like, I'll go to cooking school. Like I had to put in the work, but like I was never, there was never a doubt. Like, am I doing the right thing? Like, cause it was very clear, like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm going to like clear this path. So it's easier for you to do. That is fascinating. So of all the places you've traveled, cause you have traveled at this point to a lot of places, what uh -huh. one place if you if if everyone in the world ha could only go to one place where would you tell them they have to go i feel like i have a tie but i'm gonna go okay, with you can nepal. do a tie you can do a tie my tie want. is between nepal and turkey um i think number one is nepal just because i saw more of the country so i feel like i'm able to speak a little bit more like broadly of it it just feels like magical. I mean, you're like looking at the Himalayan mountains, there's prayer flags everywhere. And like, for me, I don't know, there's something like so peaceful about like seeing prayer flags and like just that peace, like is like innate in the people there and everyone's just like so kind and like the food was amazing. And it was just like natural beauty times a million. And it was incredible. I would love to go back and spend more time there. And then this summer after we were in 
uh, Croatia, we did charters in Turkey. And I feel like, especially as Americans, like that, I feel like Turkey can be a little bit of like a trigger, like, oh, that's like an unsafe area. Or like, I don't know if I can travel there. And I know there like is legitimate reasons to believe that, but like currently, like there's nothing to worry about. And it is just like, the nicest people I've ever met. Like you would meet them one time and then they'd be like, come to my house. Here's this beautiful meal. Let me give you some wine. Like take some wine home with you. Like if you ever need anything, call me. Like I'm your uncle. Like it's just like so nice. And the food is like unreal. Like the fresh fish and they have like what's called meze. So you just get like all these like little baby like vegetarian like dips and dishes with your meal. And yeah. And just like the textiles there, like the Turkish rugs and the Turkish towels. And then the water there is just like so clear. Like you could see the bottom at a hundred feet. It was just like crystal clear blue water. Yeah. I'm ready to go on vacation. Go to Turkey, go I'm to Nepal. So yeah. I'm so ready. I love that this is your, this is your life. Like you have legitimately made this your life. So I'm going to ask you like a, a few like quick questions. So what yeah. is like your one travel tip for people? that might be terrified of traveling or even if they've traveled a lot, like what is your number one tip? I think my number one tip is don't be afraid to ask for help. Like people are so nice. And I feel like I went through a phase where I was kind of like doubting people and humanity and just like, why would someone who doesn't know me want to help me? But like anytime I've like asked for help, whether it's just like, where's the bus stop or like something as simple as that, like people will, like, they'll be like, here, get in my tuk-tuk and I'll drive you there. And you're like, really? And like, at first you're like, are you trying to kidnap me? And they're like, no, like they just want to help you. And so like, I think just like knowing that there's always someone there who's going to help you if you like don't know and just trusting in that is like a huge tip and takes a lot of the like anxiety out of it. I just want to say like, mic drop, amen. I mean, this is the number one thing that I talk about all the time is getting support. And I always talk about yeah. it in your life and in your business and your relationships, but even in travel, like this is, yeah. the <laughs> we just, we want to do everything by ourselves and we want to know what we're doing. We don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to be, you know, a needy or needing help. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that that was your tip. Like that just we did not plan this, you guys. Um, just for the record, I, I we did not. <laughs> so thank you for that. We're totally on the same. Hey, girl. Hey, we're taking a quick break from this episode because I want to tell you about my January mindset bootcamp that I'm so freaking excited about. So normally I work one on one with clients, but this is going to be a group coaching program, and I'm so freaking pumped. So this is for you. If you are someone who wants to go after your goals, but you just feel like there is something holding you back, maybe you're already on the path to your goals, but you're just feeling a little scattered and a little unsupported, or maybe you're at that point where you're like, I see the big vision for my life, but I'm terrified. I'm paralyzed by fear. I don't know what to do to get unstuck. Girl, this is for you if you are ready to throw out your excuses and truly jump and sprint and run into this next level of your life. Why? Because you're a queen and you deserve it. But you might just need a little extra support, breaking down your old stories, getting rid of those excuses, and doing it in a supportive environment. So if this is interesting to you, I would love for you to apply. I'd love for you to get more information. You can find it on samanthajoharvey.com or send me a message on Instagram. I'd love to chat with you there. 
This is going to be a four week program with a bonus fifth week. It'll have live group coaching calls every single week. So you get coached by me with your other new tribe of women. You'll have a private Facebook page. You'll also have weekly homework to perform in your daily life. And it is going to be so amazing to grow together to help one another really step up and step out and live your life full out. So if you want info, girl, send me a message. It is definitely going to sell out. So make sure you grab your spot ASAP. I freaking cannot wait. And I hope you join me. So Bork, what is one thing that you must travel with that you must have in your suitcase? <laughs> this is, this is like a silly one, but it's just like, it was the first thing that came to mind is conditioner because <laughs> my hair is so long. And when I've tried to like not carry my own conditioner, I literally get dreads and I've like been in tears thinking that I'm going to have to like shave my head. <laughs> That's not like a super relatable item. From, from one long hair parable to another. Yeah. I, I understand you. <laughs> but if I had like a real answer, I'd probably say like a good comfortable pair of shoes especially for like the kinds of travel I like to do. It's like, I want to adventure and I want to be on the move. And even like, if you're just in a city, like there's so much walking involved. So like, don't underestimate, you know, the power of a good pair of walking shoes. <laughs> I love that. So if you could go back to your younger self and give her advice, one piece of advice, what would that be? think if I could pick one, it would be that it's okay to be wrong and it's okay to ask for help. I feel like those are two topics that have like followed me through my entire life. And there are things that still come up to this day. Um, like me admitting that I don't know something is tough and it's something that I work on and it's a big trigger for me if I feel like someone is like insinuating that I don't know something like I feel myself like getting a little feisty in those situations but I know it's because like that's one of my insecurities and I feel like it has held me held me back in certain times of my life both of those things of like feeling like I had to do it by myself and like I can't ask for help and although I've made it and I've gotten to this point I think a lot of those like more trying phases could have been a lot, lot, lot easier and more joyful if I would have just like been like, I don't know the answer. I don't know how to do this. Like, will you help me figure it out? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, what is one non-negotiable for you? In terms of what? You decide your life. <laughs> What's one non-negotiable? <laughs> What's just the first thing that pops into your head? One non-negotiable is that I have to live in some place warm. <laughs> Where did you grow up again? I grew up in Michigan and oh, okay. I definitely well, <laughs> had like seasonal depression. Like I didn't know that that was a thing growing up, but like there was like dark times in the winter and like, I definitely feel connected to the sunshine and the warmth and I like am more productive. I'm happier. Like 
just my overall well-being is much better in like a warmer climate don't get me wrong i love to go skiing and i love to visit the cold and like you know if an opportunity took me someplace cold like i could handle it but like long term i know that like the tropics is where it's at for me (laughs) yeah i love that um so you mentioned earlier doing your six month travel basically by yourself and coming back to hawaii feeling confident in yourself and knowing who you were Before that, though, when there was that fear in the beginning of what am I doing? Who am I without this man? What am I going to do? Where do I go? How did you work through that fear? Because I think that a lot of women get stuck in that fear phase where they're terrified, so they get paralyzed and they don't do anything at all. Was there something that helped you move through the fear? And if so, what was that? I spend a lot of time thinking about like, what's the worst that could happen. And I think just that like mindset and for me, like thinking through it, like helped a lot. Um, As an adult, I've realized that like, as a kid, I had a lot of anxiety about the unknown. Like it could be as silly as like, I'm going to a dance class and like, what if I'm wearing the wrong thing? Or like in LA, it's like, okay, I'm going to this audition. Like, where am I going to park my car? Like, just because I like didn't know, I would be like anxious leading up to it. And so I've found that like, hey, that's not productive for me, like to just have this anxiety. Um, but if I like ask myself like, well, what's the worst that could happen to, so, you know, like when I was, you know, traveling, it would be like, okay, like I'm going to go here. I don't know anybody there. Like what's the worst that could happen? It's like, okay, you get there you don't like it there and then you leave the next day or you know you go to this country and you are lost okay well then you like ask for help and if someone can't help you then you ask someone else and for me just kind of like going through like what's the worst that could happen because honestly like in my mind like there was never actually something to like be actually fearful of it was just kind of like the unknown um And then I've also just learned that a lot of the like best, most exciting, most rewarding moments in my life have like been right on the other side of fear. (laughs) So it's, I mean, it's tough. It's a fine line, but like knowing that you're going to be safe, but knowing that like fear and that you're just nervous because you haven't done it before, but then like pushing through that fear, it's always in my experience been super rewarding. Yeah. I love that you do that because I have to talk myself through that. I do that with my clients all the time. Literally the, the asking of yourself, okay, I'm freaking out right now. I'm really scared. What is the worst that can happen? And really going through all of those possibilities at, and then saying, okay, at the end of the day, is this really that bad? If that worst case scenario happens, I'm going to survive because guess what? Mm-hmm. I've survived hundred percent of my worst days. So you know, I think that we get so caught up and we start to spiral and that is such a great tool for people to use. I'm so glad that you shared that. That is awesome. Um, and I can totally relate to that too. So I want people (laughs) to be able to follow you because you post like amazing, beautiful pictures of who you are and what you're doing. And so where can people follow you and hang out with you? Um, before we get to our last question. Yes, I love to share my journey on Instagram. You can follow me at Elizabeth Bork. That's B-O-R-K. 
Um, and then the boat that I live on has an Instagram page as well. It's at Karma Yachting. So I post a lot more about like fun, tropical boat, dolphins, rainbows, sunshine things there. So definitely follow there too if you want a little dose of the Caribbean. We will definitely link that up so people can click right through it through the podcast <laughs> yeah. page. And I just want to thank you. Like I want to applaud you because I think what you have done has been so incredible. And I know that it didn't come easy. I know that there was sacrifice and fear and anxiety and you know the stress and and all of that inner work that you had to move through and work through. It takes so much to completely change your life and go from literally being a rockette in New York City to running the dance competitions to now living with your man that you guys are just absolutely beautiful <laughs> together and, and really following your joy and following the fun and, and really defining your own um, terms of success. You have created this new life that just, I think so many people would want to just spend a day in your shoes because most <laughs> of us don't do this. Like we, I don't know anyone else that lives on a boat and, and supports people in having a week of their lives. So I am so yeah. impressed with you. I appreciate your time. And you know that we always finish with one last question. And for the women that are listening, if they get, they're like, Bork, how do I live my life full out? What do you tell them? My advice for living life full out is just following your joy, no matter what anybody else thinks, because you know what makes you happy. And when you spend your days, every single day doing what makes you happy, like there's no other option than to live life full out. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.